Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, welcome to the One Organized Mama podcast. My name is Janelle and I am One Organized Mama. Episode 60. 10 Organizing Hacks. First, I want to tell you a little story. Recently, I went with a friend, a very dear friend that I've known for a very long time, and we went to go meet for breakfast. And the breakfast place that we went to was one of those like fancy toast places, one of those places that has taken the trend of like avocado toast and they made this whole restaurant and it's super cute. And so she suggested that for our breakfast meeting. And so we went and we shared an avocado type toast. And then we shared a piece of toast with like peanut butter and bananas drizzled with honey. And I know for some of you are like, who would go to a restaurant that serves toast? Well, I would. I think it's brilliant. And I think people who come up with these really creative businesses are just brilliant, brilliant, brilliant folks. So as we sat there and we shared our little bites of toast, I wanted to talk to her about possibly coming on this podcast. And um, so the reason why is she has a really wonderful story to tell. She recently went through a major physical transformation in her life. She lost a significant amount of weight And it was about a two-year journey, and she did it with the help of a nutritionist and a really wonderful workout regimen that she really stuck to. And so as we sat there, I was really interested in the nutritionist. And because I, I don't know, too cheap, too lazy, I don't know, not ready to hire my own nutritionist, I decided to ask her, so what did your nutritionist tell you about food and eating? And what did you learn? Like, what are some tips that you can share? And so the advice that she gave me was stuff that I've heard a million times before. I mean, think about it. Like, food advice, eating, nutrition, diet, exercise, that is all stuff that we are constantly inundated with information. I mean, we're like on information overload, right? And so I sat there and I listened and one thing kind of jumped out at me and it was how she snacked. And she said that she learned to make sure that there was a small amount of protein with every snack that she had during her weight loss journey and changing her diet. Well, this again, wasn't something that was new to me. It's something that I've heard a million times before, but I will tell you That now when I go and reach for a snack in my pantry or my fridge, I do make sure that there's a bit of protein with it. Because for whatever reason, I was in a place, in a space to hear that advice. And it's something that actually stuck with me. So why am I telling you this? 
because these 10 organizing hacks that I'm about to tell you are things that you have probably heard before. There might be a couple of things in here that are new to you. But if you've been listening to my podcast for any amount of time, you've heard me repeat these things over and over. So why do I repeat? Well, I repeat because that is the core of my business. I teach the same time management and organization tips, ideas, hacks, whatever you want to call them over and over again. I try to communicate them in different ways, in different forms. Why? Because they work. Just like the nutritionist's advice to my friend, why was she telling her stuff that she's heard many times before? Because it works. So don't get frustrated if you've heard me tell you some of this stuff before. I'm hoping that something that I'm going to share with you in this episode just strikes you just like the protein snack idea hit me. And because maybe you're just in the right space or place to hear something. Okay, so let's get started. What are my 10 organizing hacks? Hack number one, paperwork drop zone. I want you to create a space and a place in your home, like a collection site for all of the paperwork in your home. Truth be told, I actually have two. I have one for personal and one for business, totally separate rooms of the house. But let's talk about my personal paperwork zone. It's a drop zone. It's an actual container that collects all the paperwork in our home. It's actually very common to walk through anyone's home. And I know a lot of you guys out there do this. Like you have your bills on your nightstand. You have school paperwork from the kids on kitchen counters. And then maybe the mail is like tossed on, you know, a side table somewhere. So what happens when you need to find something? When you need to find an important piece of paper, you're running through the house trying to look through different piles that were quote unquote your organized system. I want you to stop doing that. I want you to get into the habit of having a collection zone and all of the paperwork in your home goes to one spot. Is paperwork pretty? No, it's not. So I like to keep my paperwork drop zone behind some closed doors in a cabinet in my home. So it's literally just a basket that I bought from Target years ago. And when we're doing our tidying up or when I'm collecting paperwork, it all goes in that one spot. Now, The reason that I have you collected in there is because we're generally not going to go through and deal with paperwork on a daily basis. In fact, when I teach paperwork organization, I try to get you in the habit of doing it once a week because paperwork is just, it's like the bane of most of our existence. Like we just, most of us hate dealing with it. So if you're in that boat, go back, listen to some of my episodes where I really kind of dive deep into paperwork organization. But hack number one, just create a collection zone, a paperwork drop zone. All right. Hack number two, bins. Let's talk about bins for a minute, clear bins specifically. When you need to quickly see the contents of something, I want you to use clear bins. So for instance, my pantry, my kitchen, the bathrooms, these are the areas where I like clear bins. 
So for instance, when I'm opening my pantry and I'm doing my grocery shopping list, I can quickly look and see that we have enough Cheerios because they're in the clear cereal containers. Um, I like to sort of decant. I know it's a like trendy term in the industry. Um, a lot of boxes because sometimes boxes and bags can be deceiving. So I'll think like, oh, I have enough baking soda or whatever, only to know that somebody put an empty box back in the pantry. So I do sort of like to decant some of my stuff with the purpose in mind that it needs to save me time. I don't do it just for aesthetics and to make things look really pretty and pleasing. Yes, that's an important part of organizing, but I don't want it to be your main point. So use clear bins, clear containers when you just need to look and to um, make things save some time, make things a little bit easier in your life. Now, real quick tip. I know it's super, super trendy to do the labels. So really pretty labels. You've seen it all over Instagram. You've seen it on different HGTV shows and Netflix series. I caution you before you really get into this. Yes, I know it'll impress everyone in your life when they open your pantry and they see sugar on the sugar bin and you know, cereal on the cereal bin. But here is the honest to goodness truth about labels. When you invest a lot of time and money into those labels, there's a lot of upkeep with them. You have to be careful on how you wash the containers because they peel off sometimes. To be honest, a lot of times they're really not that necessary or practical. They're really more for aesthetics and I'll be honest, unless you have a lot of time or energy to sort of focus on the upkeep of them, they're really not worth it. For the most part, with clear containers, when I look at my cereal container Cheerios, I know it's Cheerios. When I look at the brown sugar, I know it's brown sugar. Now, salt and sugar, regular white sugar, might be a little bit harder to differentiate, right, just by looking So I slap a little label on the bottom of the container. So when I lift it up, I can see, oh, this one is salt and this one is sugar. So I would say if it was up to me, don't waste your time doing all the labels because you're probably not going to use that container over and over for that same item. You're probably not going to wash it. You're probably not going to replace it. I mean, again, it's something that's kind of fun to do, but it's not super, super practical. Okay. Hack number three. Let's talk about opaque bins for a second. This opaque bins, these are something that you want to use when you want to hide the contents of whatever is in that container. So where do we want to hide stuff? Well, a garage. That's one of the places where I really do encourage people to buy the nice opaque bins. Generally, the contents of our garage aren't super pretty. So it does actually make a big difference when you can sort of hide the contents of the not so aesthetically pleasing stuff and then put a label on the outside of it. So if you're using opaque bins, this is where you definitely do need labels. And again, keep the labels simple, keep them very general. 
You don't have to get super fancy. I mean, you can literally use like a post-it note with a black Sharpie and just a piece of tape. I caution you from writing on the actual bin itself though, because again, you will change the contents of your containers, your bins over time. Also, I always suggest that you fight against your urges when you go to your favorite store to buy your organizing products, you fight your urges to go after the really trendy colors and super cute patterns and such. Like I know like five or 10 years ago, it was all about the gray and white chevron or chevron prints everywhere. So I know there are a lot of bins and organizing products. Well, fast forward and now we're into something completely different. So if you want to keep things consistent and to look nice over time, I would just stick with white bins or black bins, depending on the different space. White bins will get pretty gross in a garage, so I always opt for black bins for the garage. Now, another area that is really great to use opaque bins are linen closets. Think about the sheets. Sometimes, especially those fitted sheets, like, are you really going to stop Rewatch the video on YouTube that shows you how to fold a fitted sheet every time you're folding a fitted sheet. Probably not. I mean, I don't. So one hack that I used to do for clients was this. I would buy the bins. So usually just go to Ikea and buy like the white bins for their linen closets. And then I do like keeping sheet sets together. So it was twin, queen, king sheet sets in opaque white bins. And then it didn't really matter what they look like when they were folded, right? It just, when you open the closet, it was just kind of nice to see something nice, orderly, aesthetically pleasing, but it did hide the contents of something that could sometimes get a little bit messy. Okay, hack number four, pre-pack travel bags. So if you're a frequent traveler, Or even if you're a frequent like camper or RV person, this is something that's really, really helpful. So if you like to go on road trips every summer or you um, travel for whatever reason, like I love to travel. I say I live to travel because if I have an opportunity to go anywhere, I'm the yes girl. I will say yes every single time or almost every single time. So The way that I do it in my closet is that I actually differentiate between is it a road trip or is it or an airline flight. So I kind of have pre-packed bags. So if it's a road trip, it has like maybe water bottles and stuff like that, like granola bars or different things like that. If it's for air travel, then I'm much more conscientious about making sure it's like the clear little containers and all of that stuff. Um, not having the liquids be more than, I think it's three ounces, that type of thing. But it's stuff that I can just throw in and I don't have to like search. So then when it's time to pack my bags, I just have to worry about putting clothes in, shoes and that kind of stuff. I also will differentiate between are we traveling with the kids or are we traveling solo or alone without kids? So with kids, like, again, I'll make sure um, that we have, like, kid medicines and different things like that, as opposed to when I travel alone or I travel with my husband. So pre-pack your travel 
bags and containers. All right, hack number five. I want you to focus on organizing and decluttering one space per month. I want you to to just choose it. I want you to define it. So for instance, right now we're in May. And so if May is your month to focus on your master bedroom, that is where I want you to hyper focus your time. I don't want you to worry about your kitchen or your garage or anything. And I want you to focus on May is for master bedroom for the entire month. Now, does your month have to start on the first? No. So for my overthinkers out there, I'm recording this podcast on May 10th. So if your month is May 10th to June 9th, then let that be your month. You don't have to start on the first of every month. But the point is to focus on one space at a time when it comes to really decluttering and go through because you don't have to declutter every space all the time. So again, this kind of you can actually work it in sort of a cycle where you hit one space in your home over the course of a year where you just really kind of go in and um, declutter, maybe buy some organizing products, redo some labels, whatever it is that you need to do. Now, I know, again, my overthinkers are out there saying, really, Janelle, like, you want me to focus on decluttering one space for an entire month? Listen to me, my friend. Are you going to be decluttering every single day? No, I know you're not. I know you. You're just like me. Nobody wants to do that all the time. Nobody wants to declutter every single day. So you're just going to focus. So when you have time, so say you have a Saturday afternoon where you can put some music on, where you can use your timer or whatever, that's going to be your time. So when you don't know where to start, start with one space. Okay, so the next hack is hack number six. Let's talk about closets for a minute. One of the biggest things that makes the greatest impact when you walk into a closet is this. Use the same type of hangers, the same color, the same style, the same type. So let's talk about hangers for just a quick second. There are generally three types of hangers, wood hangers, felt hangers, plastic hangers. Personally, my favorite are the wood hangers, but they're not always super practical. They're not practical for a few reasons. I'll give you a little bit of pro and con on each type of hanger. Wood hangers, for example, are wonderful because they keep the structure of your clothing. They look really nice and neat and professional. They give your clothes a little bit of space in between because they're thicker. So your clothes can kind of breathe a little bit more. Um, But they are and they can be very expensive. So it is quite the investment to invest only in wood hangers. I do generally like wood hangers um, in my closet. And so it's something that I've collected over the years. And I there's a second type of hanger, the felt hanger. So let's talk about the pros and cons of felt hangers. Number one, they are very versatile. So you can put spaghetti straps or wide neck shirts on hangers. You can squeeze a lot of stuff in, which I 
I'm a professional organizer. I'm asking you not to squeeze anything in your closet. Maybe get rid of some stuff um, unless you have a very, very tiny closet space. They're, they can be economical, so you can buy them in big um, boxes. I mean, sometimes they come in like sets of like 50 or even I've seen like big, huge boxes of even more that you can purchase. Um, if you're like a grab and go kind of person and I'm super generalizing here, but like I always think of guys, um, like they kind of like to just pull off a hanger. You can't generally do that with the felt hangers. So they're not always convenient. And again, there, I do have a few throughout my closet because I do need, um, some spaghetti straps. So I try to kind of like, again, I like things to look very uniform. So they're sort of together in my closet but very popular too. So you can find them just about anywhere. Now, the last type of hanger are plastic hangers. These are great. They're very economical. You can go and you can buy like at Walmart, I think a hundred or 110 hangers for like $10. Again, going back to the the opaque bins, stick with white. Um, I wouldn't even really go with black. I would just stick with white because you can almost always find white plastic hangers anywhere. So when you need more in the future, you can always add them and you don't have to change out all the different hangers. Plastic hangers are what I use through every other closet in my home except for my master bedroom closet. I use them for the kids because my um, sons both are hanger breakers and it's, I know why, they are the yankers. They cannot remove a hanger and then remove an item and place a hanger back. So they yank and pull down, which breaks a hanger. And so there's no way I'm giving them expensive hangers or they pull them down and they step on them and they get broken. So again, it's not a huge deal for me to have to replace hangers, but they're not always the best. They don't always keep the best structure of clothing. They, unless they have the little um, indentations or the little hooks, they generally don't keep things on. It's not easy to put like a spaghetti strap, you know, shirt on a plastic hanger. So those are the different types of hangers. So generally speaking, that will make the biggest impact in your closet if you really want to focus on aesthetics. Now I'm going to give you one bonus tip here because this does come up a lot with closets. When to fold and when to hang. And especially when it comes to pants and jeans. It's always one of the biggest things. So when I'm training professional organizers, and they're doing a closet assessment, I'm always telling them, make sure you're asking your clients what is important to be folded and what is important to hang. Now, pants and jeans are always, I would say out there, it's almost like 50-50. Now, a lot of people don't want to invest on the, the specialty hangers with the clips. And so if you are somebody that likes to hang your pants or your jeans and you want it to look neat, because sometimes it doesn't always look neat, here is my hack, my bonus hack. Take the jeans and I want you to fold where the back pockets are touching each other. So whether they have back pockets or not. So then you have that funny little bump out with the crotch when you do that, right? I want that little bump out when you hang it on the hanger to face the wall. So the, the part that you see when you're hanging your pants is the part that where the two sides come together. 
So butts towards you, crotches towards the wall. That's my little bonus hack when it comes to hanging stuff. And then it makes it look really, really neat um, when you're hanging items. All right, hack number seven. You guys have heard me say this a million times. And I go back to that conversation I had with a friend, like she had a nutritionist and a workout regimen. Now, what if she didn't actually put in the work? Would she have lost the weight? No, she wouldn't. So that's why I teach and harp on these habits that I want you guys to implement and how easy they are. So hack number seven is my 20-minute tidy. I want you to spend 20 minutes every single day to tidy your home. So that means you actually have to have a spot where things belong. So again, going back to focusing on organizing one spot, if you come across items that belong in the master bedroom, they're now going to have a home because you've organized your master bedroom this month. So 20 minutes to get everyone in your family involved. I am a big believer in you get those kids up off the couch, get them off the video games, off the electronics. You deal with their little snarky attitudes and you get everyone involved in tidying up the house. This is not something that should just fall on one person in your home. Everyone should be involved and be a part of keeping the home tidy. So set some music, have some fun, set this timer for 20 minutes. And is your home going to be completely spotless after 20 minutes? No, it's not. But if you do this every single day, you will get in the habit and you will find that it actually eventually gets to the point where you can pretty much tidy up your home in 20 minutes where you're not just shoving stuff in junk drawers or baskets or bins or hiding them away. Like things actually have a place where they go. So 20 minutes a day to tidy your home every single day. And don't tell me you don't have time. Do not tell me you don't have time for 20 minutes of tidying your home. If you've been on Instagram or Facebook or on Netflix or anything else, then you there's your 20 minutes, my friend. You give up something else to implement a 20-minute tidy. All right, hack number eight. Let's talk about flat surfaces for a moment. I want you to have a purpose for the flat surfaces in your home. And one of the easiest ways that you can do that is by utilizing a tray. So let's talk about like bathroom counters for a minute because this is one of those places where bathroom trays really come in. Bathroom counters can get really cluttered very quickly, right? We might have a lot of products that we use. If you simply just go out and they're so inexpensive, you can go to pretty much any store and just find cute little trays, find them in the kitchen section, in the home decor section, in the bathroom section, they're all over the store. Get creative and then designate the different trays for the items on your bathroom counters. Another place that you have to be aware of flat surfaces are like the entry and exit points of your home. So for instance, our front door area, when we moved into this home, it took me about two years and I sort of noticed, I'm not one of those people that like when I move into a house, everything's decorated right away. I have to like live in the house and figure things out. Um, And so I noticed we needed 
a spot for shoes. And then we needed a spot for our guests to like hang their purses and bags and hats and such. And so I bought one of those, um, a basket. And then I bought one of those um, uh, jacket coat hanging tree things. I don't know what it's called. And so generally, I don't let my family hang their stuff on there. That goes in their closets. But when guests come over, it's a place for them to hang their stuff. Now, there was this sort of awkward spot between the door and that tree where I thought, you know what? A table will, would go really good there. But since I geek out on organization stuff, I knew, well, if I put a table there, it has to have a purpose because a table is going to be a flat surface. And I know flat surfaces breed and attract clutter like nothing else, especially at entry and exit points in our homes. So it was very conscientious and again, very super geeky when it came to putting this table by my door. So I found the skinniest table I could find. And it's just one that has like three little shelves. So I put decor stuff on the bottom too. And on the top shelf, I put a vase. And then I put little small mini trays and I put three of them and I put our mailbox key in one. So it sort of signifies to people as they walk in and they kind of automatically see like, oh, here's where I can put my keys. So they instinctively put their keys in this spot right as they walk through my front door. And so you kind of want to train your, you know, people when they come in your house, you want to train your family, you want to train yourself when it comes to organization. So set yourself up for success and be very mindful of the flat surfaces. If you were to think or walk around your home right now, you would see what I'm talking about. If it's a flat surface, it's probably attracted some clutter unless it's been designed to be, have a purpose. So again, like the, the bathroom counters have a purpose. Designate space with trays. Same with walking into your front door. Same with your kitchen counters. Generally, if I had it my way, for the most part, my kitchen counters are as clear as they possibly can be. But even though during our 20-minute tidy, they will collect all kinds of stuff. And my family are like, they're like masters. They will like take the mail from like um, for six days and they will like try to stack it if I don't stay on top of it. And especially right there by the front door with those little um, trays with the uh, keys, they will stack the mail on there for like day, days and days worth of mail. They will not even put it in the, in the uh, paperwork drop zone unless I get on them. I'm like, hey guys, this is not where the, the paperwork goes. So just be very aware. And if you want to kind of combat clutter, again, designate all of the spaces in your home. All right. Hack number nine. You've heard me say it once. You've heard me say it a million times. It's my number one favorite tip and it's use a timer. I don't care what it is. You can use a timer for just about anything, especially anything that you don't like or enjoy doing. Use a timer. You don't like to declutter? Use a timer. You don't like going through paperwork? Use a timer. You don't, your kids don't like cleaning up their toys, use a timer, use a timer. There's something that happens to us psychologically when a timer is going 
think about like the game shows. Like I grew up watching like all these game shows, daytime game shows, and there's always a timer involved because a timer like puts pressure on us. It helps us helps us like hyper focus on a task. It like really kind of does something to us. And so the same thing kind of happens if you say, you know what, I only have 10 minutes to declutter my master bedroom closet. I promise you, you're going to hyper-focus. You're going to kind of drown out some of the distractions there because you know 10 minutes goes pretty quickly. And you're going to actually get more done in 10 minutes than you probably thought was even possible. Now, I caution you and I warn you every single time I talk about this. Try not to go beyond 20 minutes because there's something that's like scientific. Again, like do an internet search for this don't quote me on this, but like something scientific with our brains on our um, attention span, like the average adult attention span is like 18 minutes or something. So if we go beyond 20 minutes, like if you put your time around for 45 minutes, it generally doesn't work because you, you will learn, uh, you will um, lose the, um, the, the, the thing that makes you like really get like hyper-focused, the intensity of it, you'll lose that after 45 minutes. So keep it for 20 minutes or less, apply it to anything, anything that you just, again, hate doing. If you want to break it up and say, I'm going to do five minutes, four times a week, great, whatever, you know, utilize it however you can, but use a timer when you're organizing. Okay. My last hack, and again, it's one you guys have heard before. So hack number 10, I want you to plan every single day. Plan every single day. How do you make progress doing anything unless you have a plan for it? This is your plan. And again, I've said it before, you don't need to plan to the point where you're saying like from 8 to 8.15, I'm going to eat a bowl of Cheerios. That's not the type of planning that I need you to do. I want you to have a mission. I want you to have a plan. I want you to add some things from the different areas of your life to move towards your goals, to make some progress on different things. So plan every single day. Yesterday was Mother's Day. Guess what my plan was? To watch as many of my favorite movies as I possibly could. And guess what? Mission accomplished. I actually took like two naps. My husband was like, I walked in the room twice and you were sleeping. I was like, he's like, you slept a lot today. I'm like, I needed it. Like, it's been a crazy year. Like, I needed just the time to sort of give my brain a break. And I think when I sat down just to watch some of my favorite movies, my brain was like, oh, and it just fell back asleep. That was my plan again for the day. So it doesn't mean you have to be super productive and you have to just be crazy, crazy, crazy busy all the time. But I want you to be purposeful. Be purposeful with your time by planning each and every single day. Okay. That's it for this episode, but stay tuned because I still have something that I want to say um, about the power behind positivity. But first, if you have podcast ideas or things you'd like me to talk about, by all means, feel free to reach out to me. You can follow me on Instagram at one organized mama, or just shoot me an email, oneorganizedmama at gmail.com and say, hey, 
I have a podcast episode. Um, can you talk about this? Feel free to reach out to me. And I definitely love to hear from you guys. And I get some of my greatest inspiration from you, my followers, my listeners, and I am so appreciative of you. But okay, I am doing this new thing. I don't know how long I'll do it for, but there's so much negativity. Like, oh, it's just out there and every, everywhere you go, people are just like negative Nellies and Debbie Downers, right? So I want to put a little bit of power behind some positivity. And there are just so many people out there that deserve shout outs. And it's just nice to hear some positivity. But funny thing. um, So when I had this planned last night, I was reading an article before I went to bed on something. I don't even remember what it was, but it was an article called Toxic Positivity. And I just thought, oh my gosh, what a more or oxymoron toxic positivity. Whatever. So basically, I don't even know. I kind of scan read the article because I just thought it was kind of funny. And it was just saying that, you know, basically, I don't even know, positivity is bad. But I disagree with that. And then this morning on my walk, I was listening to a podcast episode. And it was the Ed Milet show. So if you guys have, if you guys want an awesome podcast to listen to, highly recommend him. And so anyway, he was talking to a guest, and they were talking about the how addictive negativity is. It's almost like taking a hit. It's like sometimes we need like a hit of negativity. It does something to jolt our system. And I'm like, my gosh, that's exactly what I feel like is going on. Like people, I, I'm included in that. Like sometimes I'm like you know, I'll read something and it's almost like I got like a hit. I'm like, ooh, that person's so bad. Um, (laughs) And so I have to be very aware of this. And so a lot of times with this toxic, you know, positivity thing, I think it's just to fuel this whole negativity thing because it's so, because negativity can be so effective that that's just a way to fuel it. And you know what? I want to change that a little bit. So I'm doing like some power behind positivity and just giving shout outs out there. And you may not like my shout outs. You may not agree with them, but guess what? Then my message is not for you. It's for the people and the person that needs to hear my message. So today my message are to moms or to people, women who have filled a mom role. Now, truth be told, I am not super close with my mother. Um, I wasn't super close with my father. But I had wonderful, wonderful people throughout my life who filled the mom role for me. Now, this year in 2021, I lost two of them. And so Nancy and Trudy um, were two people that really stepped in um, for me during different parts of my life when I needed a mom role model, when I really needed that. And so I just wanted to, in honor of them, give a shout out because they actually didn't have biological children of their own. And they, they didn't know each other. They were two people from different parts of my extended family. And so even though they didn't have biological children of their own, I just wanted to give Um, an honor and a shout out to them because there were definitely areas of my life that they were so impactful. 
A mom is someone that we always associate with unconditional love, discipline, of sharing love. But Nancy, for instance, was one of those people in my life who always made everything super, super special. She was that type of person that if you went to her home for dinner, it was an experience. It wasn't just dinner. You walked into her home and there was a wonderful meal she was making from scratch in her kitchen. There was always really beautiful music playing. She always had the windows open and the table was always beautifully set. She always used tablecloths and cloth napkins And you just sat and there was always some wine and you just enjoyed this really nourishing, delicious meal. And then after the meal, we always went out to her backyard. So either we sat on the back patio and we just watched the birds. She had a beautiful um, backyard with a lot of different things that invited nature in. Or she had a like gazebo. We would go sit out there. She'd have coffee or in a very delicious dessert. And she's somebody that to me epitomized just making the simplest things in life feel very, very special. And for that, I am forever grateful. And I am definitely more conscientious about that in my life. And I want to carry on that legacy that Nancy shared with me. Now, the other person I just wanted to honor is Trudy. Trudy was actually my aunt, and Trudy, again, didn't have biological children of her own, so her nieces and nephews were her, were her children. And so the one thing that I am keenly aware of now and am trying to be a better person that she inspired me in carrying on her legacy is her ability to listen with unconditional love. Trudy and I did not agree on a lot in life. We just, we both had very strong opinions about things. But the one thing for the last about 10 years of her life that I appreciated so much is that even though she didn't agree with me on something, and we got into, I mean, all kinds of topics, like pretty much anything. And so she would listen. She would listen with unconditional love. And because she was so patient, I learned to do the same with her. And I would just listen. And I just learned to ask questions like, where do you get that from? And why do you believe that? And that is one of the most beautiful, beautiful things that I've just been keenly aware of. And she would give me feedback, and it came from a very good and loving place. She would point things out to me in a very sweet and gentle way that I just didn't realize about myself. But she could also allow me to do the same with her. So we were both able to learn a lot from each other just by listening. And she wasn't somebody that I was super close with early on in my life. But again, like these past 10 years, she has been an absolute, absolute joy and gem and something so precious to me because of her ability to show me that we can sometimes slow down in life. And when someone and learn from each other, listen, even when we don't agree. And for that, that's also something I'm focusing on and trying to incorporate more of in my life. So 
to all the moms out there, I hope you got a lot of love. I hope you got some appreciation. I hope you are just realizing that no matter where you are, I know there's always a lot of judgment against us as moms, but you are doing the absolute best. And it's been a tough year. It really has. If you've had to navigate this past year with children, it's been tough. And I just want you to know you're doing a phenomenal job and to keep doing, keep striving, keep taking care of yourself. And I hope you had a beautiful day yesterday. So thank you to all the moms out there. Thank you for listening to this episode of the One Organized Mama podcast. I'll see you guys next time.